You're listening to The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Morning, everybody. This is Patrick Donahoe. This is uh, episode 126 of The Wealth Standard the Well Standard Radio. We are into the winter months. These are not my most favorite months, but at the same time, I don't feel as as bad when I work long, long hours because there's not much fun stuff to do outside in the cold, unless you want to dedicate a lot of time. But anyway, that is a topic for another day. Our topic today is actually going to be somewhat of an interesting one, uh, and it's on an article that I uh, came across recently in uh, on Market Watch, and uh, it talks about how. Once you hit 30 years old, you are miserable, or there's a higher likelihood that you're going to be miserable. And that is actually increasing those sentiments. So I have brought in uh, a great friend of mine, one of the guys here, uh, Noah Kelsch. And Noah's going to be joining me, and we're going to start to talk about this uh, this topic. Noah, are you excited to be here? I am. Thanks, Patrick, for having me on. You're a little, little nervous? Is your first time, is your first time on? Yeah. You'll, yep. First you'll, time on the blog. Yep. You'll do fine. You'll do fine. All right, before we get to uh, before we get to the topic, uh, just a few announcements. Uh, for, first off, many of you have been listening for a while and know that uh, that I have the opportunity to go on the Real Estate Guys Summit at Sea every single year. Uh, this year, it is it's one of those that I, it's a it's an expensive uh, venture, but you can make up uh, in spades that that investment if you're willing to go. There's just a few spots left on the cruise. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki is going to be there in the flesh. It's uh, it's going to be quite the time. So uh, so definitely check that out. You can go to the realestateguysradio.com and uh, learn more about that. Uh, also, uh, recently there was a uh, there was an event, a virtual event that I participated in called the REI Power Summit. And uh, if you guys would Google that, I know that we've put a a link in the the show notes of the interview I did with Mike Hambright a few weeks ago. Uh, go check that out, and uh, you guys can see how you can attend that attend that event. There was quite a few speakers there, and it talked about everything that could possibly have to do with real estate. So I think you guys would uh, would enjoy it. And uh, that's it for now. Actually, no, another announcement. We you know we're we're right now kind of neck deep in. In uh, in a relaunch uh, this uh, this coming January, we are uh, going to be uh, relaunching our brand, and uh, the, the colors are going to change, the font's going to change, the logo is going to change, and and uh, some really cool stuff. And I'll be continuing to give some announcements on the podcast, uh, but we're we're super excited. So stay tuned for that. If you want a more of an intimate uh, intimate details in regards to the uh, the launch, then uh, go to our website and subscribe to our newsletter. That would uh, definitely. Uh, give you the most up-to-date, uh, up-to-date things in regards to that. So the uh, webpage is paradigmlife.net. Okay. So, uh, all right, no, let's get, let's get into this. So, uh, everyone over 30 is more miserable than ever. So I, I read that, you know, and I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the article right now and it's kind of like, all right, yeah. How could you be? I know it's we're in the winter, right? Uh-huh. And this study supposedly came out of Chicago, so I can understand that. Okay, if you're in Chicago in the winter, sure. yeah, that sucks. Yeah, right, that sucks. But this was uh, this was a study that was done uh, from 2010 to 2014, and uh, you know the, the happiness score. They so they they apparently score happiness, right? Mm-hmm. So a happiness score has gone down. It's gone down uh, to 2.18 from 2.24. A decade ago, so it's kind of like, all right, well, two point two four to two point one eight. I mean, yeah, it's going down, but it's like, 
I don't know, pretty much, pretty much the same in my, in my opinion. Um, but anyway, so th- let's, let's talk, let's talk about that. I mean, when you, when I sent you the article as this, you know, this was something mm-hmm. we're going to discuss today. Um, like what were your, what were your net first kind of reactions? Like when you were reading some of the details? Well, a uh, couple of thoughts, Patrick, um, thought, well, first of all, I was actually surprised by the statistics. Uh, but then, uh, then second, I thought, well, what, what is it that's playing into this, this uh, reduction in happiness, if you mm-hmm. will, or joy, and um, contemplated that for a little while, and, and I, I suppose it could be a quite a quite a number of factors. The, the economy, I'm sure, is uh, a, a huge factor, and in, in uncertainty of of the future. Um, well, yeah. it's yeah, it, it, there could be a number of things, right? Mm-hmm. And there has to be something. Somebody just doesn't wake up and says, "Oh, I'm ha- I'm I'm unhappy," right? Right? Because because in a sense, misery is a is a is a perspective, right? It's a yep. it's a thought process that you have, Absolutely. right? And it's kind of that you know the uh, the law of non contradiction, where you know if you're if you're unhappy, it means you're not happy, right? If you are um, you know if you're miserable, you know it means you're not you're not fulfilled, right? Right. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like the the opposite of that. So if you look at it, what makes us come to those conclusions, right? And it's it's more of how we're viewing our life, how we're viewing ourselves, yeah. and it's not necessarily that absolutely it's that compared to what else is out there right right and we're because you have to compare it you have to compare it right opposites you have to have you know you feel good it means you know what it feels like to feel bad right or if you're um you know if you're uh you're strong you know you you understand what it feels like to be to be weak i mean there's all all the different polarity right the the opposites of, of things so when it comes to miserable right people right now individuals i really think um are looking at the world and they are seeing so so much now so mm-hmm. more than ever before right because right. you go back to you know 200 years and like nobody knew what was going on in china right right nobody knew what was going on in india nobody was going on in europe right in a sense he did i mean you had you know newspapers or letters going back sure. and forth but now it's like real time yeah like you can get onto periscope and like you can just you know see live footage of rio de janeiro or live footage of you know stockholm sweden and just see people all around the world live i mean it's it's right. it's amazing yep but these days you know, I think that's a curse. That's our crutch, right? These days we look around and we compare other people to ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And I think, you know, through social media, you see what that person is doing, what that person is doing, and they're dressed like that and they get to go there and they're doing this. And it's kind of like, wow, they're there and I'm here. I like that better. Therefore, what I have sucks, right? So I think right now, you know, the mindset that people are getting themselves in is is because of how we're able to really see the lives of other people. But you know this just as well as I do. It's the outward appearance of what somebody is doing doesn't mean that that's what the, where their mind is at. Yeah. Right. Their mind could be totally different just because they're doing something and participating in something physical doesn't mean that you know they're just super happy and everything is everything's amazing. Sure. Right. So I've played this video before. We're gonna play a little comic, a comedic video, and uh, it is one of my favorites. And I and I use it a lot, and I always get a kick out. I've probably watched it a hundred times. Yeah. Right. So, and I know you've seen it, you've yep. seen it a few times as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to, hopefully Shane can queue up this audio, but uh, we're going to get this, uh, we're going to get the audio and we're going to, we're going to play that right now. Shane, are we ready for that? All right, sweet. All right. So let's cut, let's cut to this, this, uh, this interview between Louis CK and Conan O'Brien. All right. Back then. Yeah. Those were simpler times. I think I just feel like we may be going back to that by the way, but uh, <laughs> in a way good, because when I read things like the foundations of capitalism are shattering. I'm like, maybe we need that. Maybe we need some time where we're walking around with a donkey with pots clanging on the sides. 
you think know? that would just bring us back to reality? Yeah, because everything is amazing right now, and nobody's happy. Like, in my lifetime, the changes in the world have been incredible. When I was a kid, we had a rotary phone. We had a phone that you had to stand next to, and you had to dial it. Yes. You don't you realize how primitive, you're making sparks <laughs> in a phone, and you actually would hate people with zeros in their numbers, because it was more, it was right. like, oh, this guy's got two zeros, screw that guy, why do I want to, <laughs> And then if, if they called and you weren't home, the phone would just ring, lonely, by itself. And then if you wanted money, you had to go in the bank. For, when yes. it was open for like three hours, you had to stay in line, write yourself a check like an idiot. And then when you ran out of money, you just go, well, I can't do any more things now. Right. I can't do any more That's things. That's it, yeah. That was it. And even if you had a credit card, they, the guy would go, ugh, and he'd bring out this whole shunk shunk, and he'd write, yes. oh, you have to call the president to see if you have any money. And it's all true, kids. You had to call the president, yeah. It was ridiculous. Yes. Do you feel that we now... In the 21st century, we take technology for granted. Well, yeah, because now we live in an, in an amazing, amazing world, and it's wasted on the on the crappiest generation of just spoiled idiots that don't care. Because this is what people are like now. They got their phone. And they're like, ugh, it won't. Give it a second. Give it, it's going to space. Can you give it a second to get back from space? Is the speed of light true? It's true. Yeah. I was on a, I was on an airplane and there was internet high speed internet on the airplane. That's yes. the newest thing that I know exists. And I'm sitting on the plane and they go, open up your laptop. You can go on the internet and it's fast and I'm watching YouTube clips. It's I'm in an airplane, and then it breaks down and they apologize. The internet's not working. The guy next to me goes, this is bull. <laughs> like how quickly the world owes him something. Yes. He knew existed only 10 seconds ago. Right. Right. And on planes. Flying is the worst one because people come back from flights and they tell you their story. And it's like a horror story. It's they act like their flight was like a cattle car in the 40s in Germany. That's yeah. how bad they make it sound. Right. They're like, it was the worst day of my life. First of all, we didn't board for 20 minutes. And then we get on the plane and they made us sit there on the runway for 40 minutes. We had to sit there. Oh, really? What happened next? Did you fly through the air incredibly like a bird? Did you partake in the miracle of human flight, you non-contributing zero that you got to fly? You're flying! It's amazing! Everybody on every plane should just constantly be going, oh my god! Wow! Yes! You're flying. You're, you're sitting in a chair in the sky. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now, now Louis, but, but it doesn't, it doesn't go back a lot. <laughs> and it's it not really, you know, here's the thing. People like they say there's delays on flights. Delays yeah. really? New York to California in five hours. That used to take 30 years <laughs> to do that. And a bunch of you would die on the way there and have a baby. You'd be a whole different group of people by the time you got there. <laughs> now you watch a movie and you take a dump in your home. Yeah. Well, nicer way to say it than that, but oh. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a classic.
Oh man, that never gets old. That never gets old. All right. So when I when I first heard that, and that was actually you know I was when when Conan was on. Uh, I think he was on N- NBC back you know back then. It was like the second late show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I love that. I love that clip. He's 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 a hilarious hilarious comedian. Yeah, it it actually kind of reminds. I mean, some of the stuff he says there reminds me of, of my wife. My wife will be messing around with her cell phone or the computer or something. <laughs> she she turns to me. This thing's broken. And I said, What what are you talking about? It's broken. So she gives it to me, and sure enough, it works just fine. And then I ask her, well, what's the problem? Well, it, it wasn't pulling up. Just like he says, give it a second. It's got to go to space. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's all, yeah, and this, this is, this is kind of what I, this is what I conclude, because we're all in this boat. I mean, sure. we all, I think we all can, you know, maybe it's not exactly what he was saying, but it, it's mm-hmm. something, right, where yeah. we complain about traffic, or we complain mm-hmm. about our phone, or we complain about, you know, this, that, or the other, right? Mm-hmm. The air conditioning goes out, or the heating goes out. And so I think, you know, looking at, you know, the natural reaction, most people would find ourselves in that. But again, it comes to our, our general universal perspective. Like sure. what are, what are, how do we view the world, right? And, yep. and how do we view ourselves? How do we view our lives? And how do we view our purpose? And, you know, in, in the end, if I don't think if we take that 30,000 foot view, then we're going to get caught up in these miserable situations. Yep. And we're going to find ourselves in the camp of these, everybody that thinks over the age of 30 years old, it, you know, they're miserable. It's kind of like, you know, you go back 150 years and that was life expectancy. It's like yeah. you reach 30 and it's like, sweet, I just hit the <laughs> jackpot because you live to life expectancy. Yeah. So over 30 should be like, you know, a marginal improvement, a massively marginal improvement in happiness, right? Yep. But again, it's our perspective, right? Our perspective sure. in the 21st, you know, this this century and this modern era. And oftentimes just because of the limited capacity of our, you know, our, our conscious thinking brain, right? There's only so much that we can be processing. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for us to really take that 30,000 foot view unless we really build that into build that into our habits, build that into our study, build that into, you know, right. what what we do daily to really understand what we have and and be and be grateful for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think, you know, you look at again, let's go to the, the misery side of things. So I, so I thought about, okay, you know, these these individuals that reach 30, like why why are they why are they miserable? Right. So here here's what, you know, I've concluded. So um it it's maybe they don't have enough money. Sure. Um, it might be they're not fulfilled. Uh, they're not satisfied. Um, they maybe have not, you know, had uh, their expectations of their career or their their family or themselves maybe haven't been met. I think that would um, probably have a lot to do with it. Yeah, the, uh, we often talk about the gap, right? Mm-hmm. Where you find yourself in this this gap or this 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 lull in, in life, and you're looking at what life could have been or could sure. be, and you become you know you become miserable with that. Well, not only that, Patrick, but also the expectation that the that the thirty plus year olds have uh, about their parents' retirement. Yeah. And 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 what they what they should have and what they thought they were going to get and what they actually have yep. and, and and to see their parents continue to have to uh, be in the work field that's that's a that's not a comforting thing that too yeah I mean there's there's a million different ways why people reach this conclusion but here's here's what I'm going to say is I don't. I mean, this is just my kind of, and, and most of you guys are probably like, what the heck does this have to do with, you know, building wealth or, and I think it has everything to do with it. I'm going to get to that in, in just, in just a second. I think this becomes more of the, one of the fundamental things to really understand if you really want to build wealth, if you want to build financial freedom is understanding what we're going to be talking about as, as a result of understanding why people are in these, you know, states of misery. Sure. It's because first, first and foremost, there's always going to be something better. There's always going to be something worse. 
right? Yep. You're all, even though you may think you're fulfilled today, it doesn't mean you're going to be fulfilled tomorrow. Okay. You reach, I, I'm going to make one guarantee. I think there's one guarantee that anybody can, can make, right? And it's a fact that nothing's guaranteed, right? Right. And what you think is going to happen isn't going to happen, yep. right? And where you're going to be in 10 years, it's nowhere going to be nowhere near close to where you are uh, right now. And it, you may make goals for 10 years out, but I guarantee those goals are going to be completely squashed just because of how quickly things are moving in this day and age. Right. Right. The only, the only consistency in life is, is, inconsi- is inconsistency. It's inconsistency. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it's one of those things where, you know, now, now you step back and you can say, okay, how do, how do I remove these, these miserable states? Cause I agree. I mean, it's like, you know, we're, we're in a sense of very depressed nation, right? Mm-hmm. There's tons of medication that's given and, yep. you know, diagnoses that are given because people are in states of mind where they're not happy. Right. And so you really back out of it and you say, and you say, why? And I think we've been hitting on a lot of it right now, but happiness doesn't necessarily reside in circumstances, right? No. Circumstances can cause things, but in the end you have a choice, right? And that choice is how you think, right? Yeah. Most people aren't aware of the fact you know, my, your kids probably say the same thing. She made me do it. It was, you know, right. she, I, she made me this way. She made, it's like, no, yeah. you, in the end, you're the one that decides, sure. right? People could put a gun to your head, but it doesn't mean that you're going to die. or not going to die. Right. right. In the end is your, it's your, you, you make those decisions, yep. right? You make the decisions to be happy. You make the decisions to, to be sad. Sure. So I know, I, I know, I know you may not feel hundred percent comfortable talking about this, um, but you've, you've gone through quite the or- ordeal in the last, man, has it been probably two years, two and a half years, three, even yeah. three years? Yeah. About three years now, huh? Um, but early, and I'll let you tell the story, but earlier, earlier this year, you, because of some of your ailments, uh, went through a, um, some chemotherapy, you went mm-hmm. through a, um, bone, a, marrow uh, bone marrow transplant, full on, full on transplant. And looking at you, it's been, you know, you should even be here right now, let alone like six <laughs> months ago when you came back. Right. Right. But, yep. but looking at your mindset, I think you're one of the best people to talk about this, this topic, right? Because in a sense, you know, you could have concluded the world was kind of against you. The universe was against you because of all the things that you were going through. And I know that affected your family, affected sure. your, you know, your wife, your kids. Absolutely. And now you're in a state, um, and I know that you, you know, cause you've told me a number of times that you, you know, credit it just to, you know, understanding states of mind, understanding that you can make those choices and you don't have to feel this way or be this way or think this way. So maybe take right. just a moment and, and talk about kind of what, what happened a couple of years ago and then um, how everything kind of came to the, the, the precipice, you know, earlier, earlier uh, this year. So early 2015. Sure. So, uh, basically, you know, basically my, my first uh, indication of anything was, uh, was, um, the lo- the loss of energy. Mm-hmm. I-, I started losing energy. Of course, mid thirties, you know, you think, well, it, probably just aging out, but, uh, but then I got, I started getting winded, even playing ball with my kids and, mm-hmm. and different things like that, different activities and wrestling with my kids mm-hmm. just absolutely winded me, wiped me out. So I'd have to actually go lay down, um, uh, to avoid passing out, so to speak, wow. and uh, and then and, and so by that I I knew something was wrong. I mean, you know, figured something was wrong. Before that, I just figured I was being a wuss. Mm. Figured I was just aging out, you know. So <laughs> so uh, my wife actually, uh, you know, my, my wife uh, exercises every day, and um, and so I she encouraged me to get up and start exercising with her, you know, to to build my resistance, and uh, and. So we did that. We we tried that for a little while, but uh, it was it was it was just it was cleaning me out, wow. so to speak. Uh, you know, I couldn't hardly couldn't hardly move after that. There again, to begin with, I thought it was just being a wuss. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
but then we realized something was just not right. There, there was no way I should have been winded like that. Uh, and then we started seeing bruising and different things like that, that, that comes along with, uh, blood, blood, blood issues. Mm. Um, you know, one thing led to another blood result or blood tests and different things like that. Mm. And, uh, they concluded that, uh, my bone marrow had actually failed. And, and so my, uh, you know, my bone marrow just wasn't producing the red, the red blood and the, and the platelets that it needed to. Mm. Um, that's when you start to have, have to have infusion. You have to have blood transfusions. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so went in, uh, went in, and had uh, had multiple blood transfusions, into into where it was. Uh, I mean, you know, I was missing for you know about uh, about a day every every other week, and yeah. then and then it, it got Became closer. More frequent. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was missing about a day a week, mm-hmm. just just sitting in the hospital, mm-hmm. getting blood, and um, and uh, but uh, you know, like like you said, it's it's all about perspective. So I always try to take it with a good attitude and figure, hey, this is just the next step. Uh, you know, the the next thing we've got to do. Um, and uh, and one thing led to another. We did end up needing to go in for a blood. Uh, excuse me, the bone marrow transplant. Mm-hmm. That's a path you didn't want to go down. It, I know of kind of how intense that was because yeah. it took a lot of time, yeah. right? And it had <laughs> didn't have you know you there were odds there were odds of it not working. It, yeah, yeah, that is something that we uh, we thought long and hard about, and and actually tried to avoid for for about a year. We 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 tried everything uh, everything that we could imagine, uh, and and most of the suggestions that people had. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people gave us a lot of great suggestions, mm-hmm. but but uh, not understanding the the uh, the full weight of the situation it was mm-hmm. it, it was really uh, fairly ineffective is what we found but yeah we we tried about everything and waited quite a while to do it yeah and then finally you made that choice to do the mm-hmm. the the first you had to go through chemotherapy because it had to kill off yep. your immune system essentially right because it yep. had to do some sort of like a reset mm-hmm. and and so then you found a perfect match which was actually a family member of, yeah. of yours yep and so you found a perfect match for the blood the the blood or the bone marrow transplant and then it happened, yeah. Right, and it, you know the recovery period typically is like a year, right? Isn't that sure. what what they recommend? Yep. Is yep. like a, re- but <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I remember I think it was like April, right? Because you had you had it in January, right? Uh, got the transplant in December. I got released from the hospital in January. In January. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. But then just like a, you know, I, I think it was like March. Right is when you started popping up on on our our training webinars, mm-hmm. and so 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 the thing is, and, and what really impressed me, and and you know there was, it wasn't like you were you know overly conspicuous with us in regards to what was going on. I mean, sure. a lot of it we just didn't know, and you know finally we we were able to to know, and then mm-hmm. you know Holly kept us up with you know the different blogs posts on on Facebook, and you know we became more aware of of what was going on. But the thing that really hit me, you know, and it and I think it impressed everybody that, that read it was just your, your, your attitude, your state of mind and how you processed everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the negativity and you and I have had, had some really, really deep discussions just about, you know, when we are able to choose to be positive or choose to be negative or choose to be happy or choose to be, and it's easy to say when those circumstances are decent, right? It, you get, you, you're put to the test right. <laughs> when circumstances are such, such as yours. Yeah. And I imagine that happened multiple, multiple times, but talk about, you know, maybe briefly just how your perspective helped you get through everything so well. So, so one thing, uh, you know, uh, one thing that we always tried to focus on was, was having a positive attitude, always, always looking at things in a positive light, even, uh, you know, even when we'd get bad news from the doctors or whatever the case may be, instead of, instead of taking that on and feeling sorry for ourselves, we just uh, tried to be responsible for it and say, Hey, 
what what is behind this that can you know how can we turn this into a positive thing um one one thing i I don't know if i've ever shared this with you pat but uh, one of the things that i told my wife is we've got so many people praying for us and rooting for us that we don't deserve to ever be down Mm -hmm. that we just we just um we can't afford that privilege Mm -hmm. because we've got too many people on our side Mm -hmm. And that was very evident to me. Uh, you know, I mean, you guys here at Paradigm Life, even though I was away for, for a number of months, mm-hmm. you guys were so tremendously uh, uh, supportive and, and family and friends. And, uh, you know, and we, we, we did put the blog together, mm-hmm. not necessarily for, I mean, we, it wasn't, it was to, to keep people informed. Because when you're going through something like that, you just, you can't text people. You can't email everybody that, that wants to know what's going on. Yep. We had such a wonderful support system that, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that was just our take on it. Yep. You, we, we can't, we don't deserve to have a down day because we have too many people rooting for us. Yep. And, um, and, and, then, and then our perspective on the, on the circumstances as well. We didn't look at it that we were victims. Okay, even though even though it uh, even though the bone marrow was had failed, and uh, and they and then they end up coming in and diagnosing with me, me with cancer as well right at the end there, mm-hmm. um, just uh, just continue to have a great perspective on it and and instead of being a victim to cancer, or uh, in in the bone marrow failure, we looked at it as uh, as this is the next step in in our progression here. I, I mean, um, with you know, just life, just life in general. Yeah, yeah life all, in general. And that's the thing is some, you know, we, we all, we are going to have a, I mean, that's what's brilliant about life is that we all have sure. these unique, we have all, these unique experiences. No, mm-hmm. no experiences is like another. Right. And those experiences are, you know, in a sense kind of custom tailored and, and, and it's, it's our, you know, it's our choice to decide what we think about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard. I mean, like I, like I said, this is, this is a topic that, you know, we don't talk about hardly ever. I don't think we've ever talked about this because uh, it is very personal, but in the end, you know, really the, the building of, of wealth, the building of yourself, the building of your world has, has everything to do with your mindset. And reading this article, you know, it was, I, I was saddened, right? I felt, mm-hmm. but cause I've, you know, it's not, it's not like we all just sit on this, you know, cloud nine, uh, 24 seven. We, we all have our issues, sure. right? But I think one of the things that we talk about here, just because it's the name of the company, right? Is, right. is paradigm, right? Yeah. Is the way yep. in which you view the world, the way in which you view yourself, the way in which you view your opportunities. Yep. And, you know, the tie, the tie here, and I think it has a lot to do, you know, it has everything to do with the situation that you went through. The tie here is the opportunities that come, right, from having as much positivity as you can, right. despite your circumstances, because you really inspired a lot of people doing what you did, right? And you gave other people hope. You gave your family hope. I mean, look at what you've done for your children to see what type of battle you fought. Yeah. And, you know, in the end, we always talk about a principle that we call people are assets, mm-hmm. right? Relationships are assets. And Absolutely. if you really look at, you know, if you understand, you know, the kind of Maslow psychology, the Maslow hierarchy of needs, right? The foundational element, you know, the foundational needs that we have as human beings is food, shelter, clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, up, up from that, it's more of the safety, the safety component. Yep. But once you exceed safety, it goes into relationships, Right. And relationships are most, are one of those things that if we don't have them, we know what it feels like. If we yeah. have them, we yep. know what it feels like. Yep. And the idea is, you know, most, most people want to be, 
want to be loved without loving, right? right. They want the action to occur first before they react. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most backwards way to look at it. Right. It is the best way in which we can be loved is to is to love first, mm-hmm. right? Or to uh, have somebody do something for us because you know that either that comes first and then we'll be willing to do something. No, it's backwards. Sure. Right. Because in the end, who has control over everything? It's us. We do. Yep. Right. We have control over our thoughts. We have control over our intentions. Mm-hmm. We have control over everything that we do. And that affects everything. Yep. And a lot, as I said before, relationships, you have no idea what comes from relationships. Right. Right. I can attest pretty much everything that I've ever done in life to my relationships. Yeah. Right. What starting out, you know, growing up and my parents and my my family and my circle of influence and then getting into to school and to sports and to business. Everything's relationships. Sure. And looking at the attitude and the mental state of mind you're in. It has everything to do with how you foster uh, or how you um, attract or how you, you know, push off relationships, Mm -hmm. right? And relationships could be your golden ticket, right? And you have no idea how that's going to play out in the end. Absolutely. And it's kind of like the butterfly effect, right? If you miss an opportunity, then there's opportunity cost that goes into infinitum. Mm-hmm. So the idea is, you know, when you're in this miserable state, it's like the it is circumstances are the way that they are, yep. right? And some of it we can control, most of it we can't, right? Right. But in the end, everything that we can control is the way in which we we react, which creates our paradigm, which creates our perspective on things. Sure. So I would say this this you know you look at the you know in a sense the depressed state of our society and our economy, mm-hmm. right? And it, it's not because of results, right? It's because no. of the causes. Right. And if yep. the negativity thing, you know how this works, but the negativity side of things, I mean, once you get into that rut and if you don't get out, it's hard to get out. Oh yeah. Right. You keep kind of digging your hole and digging your hole and digging your hole. Yep. Right. And it can go and, you know, suicide rates have gone up and, um, you know, uh, depression has gone up. Medication has gone up. Drug use has gone up because people are trying to, to supplement or band it over these issues. And it's, yep. and it's sad. And, and, you know, I think one of the things that you know, I, I always try to do is make sure that I <clears throat> am constantly, you know, as happy and motivated and in a positive realm as possible. And it's, dude, right. sometimes it's hard. Yeah. And, dude, I know it's hard for you. So maybe <laughs> sure. uh, how I'd like to kind of tie this to to the end is what are what are some things that you did, maybe physical activities or books that you read or podcasts that you listened to or audiobooks, uh, and maybe some routines and things you were doing during that whole process sure. that helped you just continue just you and Holly and Nick and, and your family, mm-hmm. how it helped you really retain that positive, positive atti- attitude and that very abundant uh, paradigm that you had. Right. So as you well know, Patrick, I listen to, listen to audiobooks all the time, trying to, trying to continually, uh, self-improve in, in all aspects of life. Uh, been doing that for years. And so it just, uh, you know, it was the natural progression for me at the time. Uh, but then w- another thing that uh, another thing that really helped me was was to be able to uh, start meditating at that mm-hmm. point in time. Mm-hmm. And when I would meditate, when I would meditate, uh, I would not only envision what what I what I wanted to take place, but also a huge part of it was was being grateful for what I have. Mm-hmm. And and to me to me that's a that's a key. I, I know it, I know it to be a key because. Because without that, uh, you can. It's just too easy to get to get in a rut, like you're talking about, and and, and get get depressed about different situations. I mean, when you're sitting in the hospital bed and you can't hardly you can't hardly get up out of bed uh, to use a restroom, and you know, and, and you're surrounded by other individuals, and I wasn't the worst one in there at the time, mm-hmm. so I know there were other individuals that were suffering a lot worse than I was, mm-hmm. and so and so that alone gave me something to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it, it, whatever my situation looked like at the time, I always thought, well, it could be worse, yep. but it's not. And so here I am and was was able to wake up every single day. And, and so I thought, well, geez, as long as I can wake up, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something proactive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do something uh, to to better my situation, if mm-hmm. any, if at all possible. So uh, I, I forced myself to get up and go go on walks and, and like I said, and meditate, mm-hmm. um, getting up and, and being active and moving. Uh, even, you know, I mean, no matter how bad you felt, uh, you might you might come back and, and be sitting around a bucket again, but uh, that's okay because at the time you get up, you get moving, you get the blood flow and, and, and just that little bit every single day, it made me feel better. Well, I think activity just in general, it's the yep. whole, you know, Tony Robbins always talks about, you know, emotion, right? It's energy yep. and motion. Energy and motion. And yep. having that motion, having that activity is, all, is always helping. Sometimes yep. people just don't do anything. They just sit and do nothing. Right. And that's probably the worst thing you can do because it exacerbates the issue. Well, and I think it plays to the, I, pl- I think it plays to the mindset as well. You, you sit and do nothing. You see yourself doing nothing. You'll, you'll continue to, you'll continue to maybe feel sorry for yourself or whatever the situation may be, whatever the circumstances is, it doesn't help anything. Yep. So yeah, emotion uh, or energy emotion, absolutely vital. Mm-hmm. And then, and then continue, you know, having a continual mindset that, that this is a temporary situation and it will get better. And, and I think perspective is, uh, perspective is everything and attitude is everything. I think, you know, you're looking at whether it's activities, physical activities or things that you listen to or, or trying to adopt other mindsets, right? That, that's always helpful, right? Mm-hmm. Because your mind is very singular, right? It thinks a specific way. It yep. has its own habits. I mean, I, I can't remember what the percentage is, but it's in the 90s of, of our thoughts being the exact same as they were yesterday. Right. Right. The majority <laughs> yep. of our thoughts, our conscious thoughts are what we had yesterday. Sure. So, you know, that's a singular mind. And I, I think once you get into um, having a, a, a multi-dimensional mind or a dual mind mm-hmm. where you get into audiobooks and you get into, um, you know, meditation or you get into reading or you get into having a conversation with somebody, yeah. right? That's when you start to expand that singular mindset. And oftentimes that helps. Yep. And, you know, one of the things I've done for, for a number of years is, uh, you know, I subscribe to a lot of different uh, newsletters, right? Mm-hmm. And I get, you know, daily, and I don't, I, I wish I had the time to read all of them, <clears throat> but I get daily emails, right? I listen to the, the daily good, not listen, but I read the dailygood.com. I listen to uh, uh, daily insights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember some of the other ones, but all pro dad is another one that I, that I, that I go through uh, some of the audiobooks, you know, that are out yep. there that, you know, really help foster this mindset, like, sure. you know, seat of the soul, um, what are some other ones that you have, have listened uh, to recently that helped in that regard as far as mindset is concerned? Uh, Psycho-cybernetics, mm-hmm. uh, being you, changing the world. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are a couple of them that, that I've just listened to very recently that, uh, that have been very impactful. Yep. Um, the master key system was mm-hmm. tremendously Huge. helpful. Yep. And I think uh, the, the master I've re- listened to that Robert, I mentioned this on like a couple podcasts ago with the mastery book by Robert Greene that really talks about finding your mm-hmm. vocation, right? Finding your right. calling, finding what, you know, you're meant to do as far as a profession is concerned. But there's a lot out there. I mean, sure. if you, if you search, you're going to find all sorts of, and that right there is when you get into that positive mindset, right? That vibration, that energy really does affect you and it, yep. and it impresses you and it helps you get out of that rut. Cause you know, medication, you know, or, or, 
um, you know, sulking with somebody else who's in a very similar mm-hmm. situation. It's not going to help. It's going to no. make it make it worse. But I think there's a lot that we can do to ensure that our paradigm and our mindset is uh, is kind of in the right direction, starting out first thing in the morning. And yep. you know, we've talked about this before, and you know, a number of us at the office do this, but it's kind of following a very similar routine uh, in the miracle morning. Yeah. Right. right. And it's just ways, just different activities where you can start the day off right. And if you yep. foster that mindset, it becomes it becomes a habit. Now, Absolutely. the ninety percent of of your thoughts that are you know habitual that you're repeating every single day, you know they're going to be replaced with more abundant ones, more right. positive ones, and that's going to affect your state of mind. Yeah, yeah, that's been a that's been a really fun read, uh, and a really really fun book to implement. Uh, one one so one thing that. Uh, a, a quote. I don't. I don't remember exactly who who it was that put it out there. So I'm not going to try to. Uh, I'll probably botch you here. But basically, basically the the concept is your your attitude um, determines your altitude, mm-hmm. and that's that's so profound. Yep. It's it's incredible. No, it is, and it's true. I mean, it's true, and that's the thing is. You know, in the end, your attitude is is your decision, right? Right. And yep. it's always going to be difficult, right? And I, I I try to remind myself and I teach my kid this all the time. I said, you know, when you're faced with a difficult decision, that means that is an amazing opportunity for you. It is. And because if you go through that and you have the right perspective and the right mindset, it's going to be one of the best lessons. Yep. Okay. So we, I know we've delved and kind of gone off on, on a few tangents. Let's maybe just circle back and talk about what this has to do with just business and, and, and investing and wealth. And as I said, it may not be a, it may not be direct, right? But Mm -hmm. it is for sure indirect because in the end you can have all the money in the world, but you can be the most miserable. Right. And I, I was reading a study of, um, uh, was it Aspen, Aspen, Colorado. And it talked about just the, the percentage of that population, super wealthy, right? Mm-hmm. Super wealthy area, but the percentage of people that were on antidepressants, right? And it, it, come, it really comes down to, you know, it, it's, it's not financial, uh, the, the financial side that's going to give you happiness, right? right? Um, it, in the end, it's your relationships, right? In the end, yep. it's your mindset. And although, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you want your basic needs met. Right. You want your foundational, you know, your, your food, shelter, clothing, you want your, your safety components where it's, you know, having a job and having, you know, profession and so forth. I mean, there's a lot there that's going to add to that. But once you get above those two rungs, right, typically the financial is not going to give you the happiness that you're seeking, right? It might bandaid over it, but in the end, you know, the idea of, of building wealth and building abundance is, is so that you can, you know, foster those, uh, those relationships and sure. create those ideas. Because in the end, you know, that's, that's the ultimate thing that I, I think is really going to put people on this path to, you know, to, to prosper, to build that abundance mm-hmm. is, is their mindset and being able to really have ideas and build relationships and, and really uh, grow those and expand those. Because in the end, those are the, those are the true assets that really create the financial assets. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other another another common quote or famous saying is, is you know, on your deathbed, how many people have you heard say, "I wish I would have spent more time in the office." <laughs> yeah. Heck no. They they wish they would have done other things and, and and been more impactful on a on a personal level. Well, that all comes back to relationships and and how you treat people, what you do with people. Um, and, and it's yeah, it's such such a huge impact in 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 your life and everybody else's life, and what you give out comes back. So, yep. if you're it, it, you know there again, perspective, yep. uh, have a great perspective and a great attitude towards everything and everybody. Uh, that's what you'll get back. 
Cool. Well, this is a, this is an interesting podcast. Definitely uh, off the mainstream a little bit, <laughs> uh, but in the end, you know, this is this is what we this is what we believe. I mean, this is what we we understand about business, what yep. we understand about life, we understand about you know just you know how how you get to these conclusions. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect. Cause it's not going to be ever. Sure. Right. It's not meant to be, but it at least gives us an awareness, mm-hmm. right? So that when, you know, we're in certain situations, we're in, you know, have this going on or that going on, you know, we're able to really step back and understand that, you know, in those moments we have the choice. And as this kind of pertains to business again, it's, you know, the, the value of an idea is, uh, is priceless, yeah. right? You can't value it because everything starts as an idea. Business mm-hmm. opportunities start as an idea. Inventions start as an idea. Technology starts as an idea. Everything that you currently see in your physical world started out as a thought, started out as an idea. And it was a human being that made those ideas or created those ideas. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're a human being, right? And looking at the mindset in which I really profound ideas that change the world happen, I can guarantee you it's not in the mindset of misery. Right, right. Absolutely not. (laughs) Can't be. Okay, cool. Well, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Yeah, thanks again for listening. If you got to this far, maybe some of you uh, turned it off right when you heard us talking about this topic. But um, if not, hope you uh, hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll put some of the the book recommendations we have, and uh, also some of the the newsletters that we subscribe to that kind of help help us. We've mentioned you know a number of them on on here, but um, uh, we'll put those in the show notes. So make sure you uh, check those out. Also, if you're liking the show, uh, definitely go on to iTunes and uh, give us a, some good feedback. Give us a good ranking. That always helps to uh, give us. Some, uh, some exposure to, to more people. So I'd love it if you guys can uh, can do that. And uh, next week, we're going to get into some financial things. I'm going to be interviewing <laughs> uh, Tom Wheelwright, uh, who is a good friend of ours and uh, author of the book, Tax-Free Wealth. And uh, in the week after that, we have a special guest. And I'm not going to uh, state who it is yet because it's not 100% confirmed, but we have a really cool uh, real estate mogul that uh, may join us. So we'll see uh, We'll see what happens. But that's uh, that's it for this week. Thank you guys for uh, for joining again. Go back and check out the past episodes that we have. And also, if you want more information about the company, just uh, go to paradigmlife.net and uh, tons of information, content, and uh, educational resources there. So, okay, that's it, that's it for us uh, today. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Pat. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show your gold standard in everything financial.